Greetings and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven. Today is a special edition of My Sunday Prayer Letters with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here in this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, in the life of your family, and in the life of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, are we ready? Let's get started. <laughs> this is episode number 33, number 33, and is titled, He Shall Restore Sevenfold. It comes from a verse in Proverbs. It is number 631. My eyes were playing tricks on me there. I couldn't quite see it for some reason. Proverbs 631 in the King James Version, it says, But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. Greetings, my friend. This is John Shuck, and I'm talking to you from uh, my little studio here in Boulder, Colorado. And I'm recording this for tomorrow's show. It's a Saturday right now, Saturday afternoon, late afternoon. And what I'm recording here are my letters that I send out to people on my daily prayer list. I pray for people every single day, lifting and mentioning their name to, to God. And uh, that, really, that really fuels my ministry, I believe. I, because somehow when you mention people's names to God, it just puts some sort of connection between God and people and you. It just It's really amazing. I, I just think that's the... Uh, or John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. I, it's, it's almost like that's a, an action of that type of charity, that you give your time and mention the name to people, to God. It's really amazing. So, And uh, I write a letter to everyone on my prayer list, and I send it out every Sunday morning. And recently I started doing these episodes on my podcast, my show, Touching People for Heaven, and recording the uh, the letter in uh, in an audio format, and part of the reason is because you know when you hear the spoken word, sometimes it just does something different to you. And uh, but you can also read the written word that I wrote, so it incorporates a lot of different parts of who we are. So. I'll jump into it now that you know what I'm doing here. I'm going to read Sunday's prayer letter, and it begins with, Greetings, my friend. Have you ever wondered why it takes so long to do something? Well, this question seems to pop up once a week for me, if not every day, because this thing is on my mind, the reason why it takes so long to, to do stuff. I've had this in prayer before the Father for months or you know, whatever. It just seems like a very long time. What really got the ball rolling in my prayer about this is a few weeks ago, I had uh, numerous people promising to do something for me, and, you know, lo and behold, nothing is done. Believe me, I really don't care because I don't work for people. I work only for God. And for decades now, my total source of life comes strictly from God. My real concern is for them. It hurts the person when they promise to do something and they don't deliver. You know, 
Oh, well, <laughs> nothing I can do about it. However, being in a public style of ministry like I am, I get lots of people wanting to help or do something for the ministry. Unfortunately for me, I believe them. <laughs> That's my problem. Look, never can we take our eyes off the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus never did it when he was building his ministry and demonstrating by example how to build and do a ministry. He always referred his actions and his words back to the Father. Jesus didn't look to people for the answers he needed or the resources he needed to fund his ministry or even where he was going to sleep for the night. Jesus has faith in God. I know that sounds weird, doesn't it, to say that? He's God. <laughs> but I'm referencing his earthly ministry, okay? After months of prayer about this, it was as if the Lord said to me, uh, now, please note that uh, this is a paraphrase and not the exact words used because it was in a prayer, and it was over several days that the Holy Spirit ministered the answer to my prayer, Okay. But the basis is in this verse, Romans eleven twenty nine, uh, in the King James Version, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Okay? Let me just uh, clarify that verse. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Basically what that says is that, or in other words of looking at it, is that when God calls someone to do something, he doesn't take that calling back. He doesn't turn away from that calling. He, that calling stays. Once someone's called to do something, it stays until they do, do the calling. I mean, I've lived this 40-some-odd years. I mean, I, I know a lot about this verse. But that's the basis of what I'm going to say right now. So the Lord said to me, I ask people to give, but they don't. Then I ask another person, and they don't. Then I ask another to give, but they don't either. Then I ask yet another person, and they give. Now realize that once I ask someone to give, I don't take back that request. I just move on to the next person. Then sometime later, people begin to do what I asked them to do a long time ago. And it looks as if you are reaping an abundant harvest on a little seed or effort. But the real answer is that the people I ask are now giving, and it looks like you are receiving a sevenfold return, like in the verse in Proverbs 6.31. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. Unquote. Okay? So that's a paraphrase of what the Lord basically said to me. Uh, now, isn't that amazing, though? Think about it. I was floored when this revelation came to me, and all the struggle that I've had as a missionary over all these years was finally making more sense to me. Realize that many years ago, I gave up all the looking to man for my resources in ministry and in my life. I truly looked to God, Jehovah Jireh. Like in the verse, uh, Genesis twenty-two fourteen, it says, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. That is beautiful. I really like it. Now, let's take a look at several verses that relate to a manifold return on whatever it is we are sowing or giving or working towards. Remember this key verse, though. It's in Luke 6.38. 
give, this is in the King James Version, and all my verses always come from the King James Version. Okay, so i just let you know that. But here it goes, Luke 6.38. Luke 6.38. Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. If you know, you ought to take a pen and paper and just kind of jot that Luke six thirty eight down, or mentally make a float of that Luke six thirty eight. Luke was a Gentile doctor who wrote the Gospel of Luke, and uh, you know that's why that book Luke is really good because it's really detailed and it's really in order and it really has a concept that relates not just to the the Hebrew, the Jewish people, but to us, Gentiles, those who are adopted into the family of God through Jesus Christ. So it's just really good. And uh, those are the words of Jesus how, as Luke wrote them down, given and should be given unto you. Those are uh, basically in red. <laughs> okay. You know, I think that uh, I'm just going to list some of the important verses here and then pick a couple things to highlight. So I'm going to read off a few verses here. It's in Exodus 22.4. If the thief be certainly found in his hand alive, whether it be ox or ass or sheep, he shall restore double. In Leviticus 6.5, of all that about which he has sworn falsely, he shall even restore it in the principle and shall add the fifth part thereunto and give it unto him to whom it appertaineth in the day of his trespass offering. Numbers 5, 7, Then they shall confess their sin which they have done, and he shall recompense his trespass with the principle thereof, and add unto it the fifth part thereof, and give it unto him against whom he hath trespassed. Second Samuel twelve six, And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no piety. Proverbs 6.31, But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. And finally, in Luke 19.8, for those who can't stand the Old Testament, we'll jump into the New Testament briefly. Luke 19.8, And Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, oh, I just tried to pronounce that word, uh, Zacchae, Zacchaeus, oh, I'm sorry, anyways, we'll go on, stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah. You know, as I was writing and copying these verses down here, I kept re being reminded of all the U.S. court cases that require the perpetrator to return what they have stolen. My question to myself is usually, how is that going to happen? When the court has taken everything from the thief and they have nothing left, and then they have to return the millions to the victims? Anyways, I'm referring to uh, financial dealings that I've uh, heard about. As I was just looking at all these different verses, and there are a lot of them, most of them pertaining to this topic of returning the stolen stuff, it's really more than I can write in a single letter or 
or even episode. It it's beyond. It just amazes me how much is there under this one simple topic. It's kind of thought provoking, really, if you think about it. But uh, you know, God is very serious about each person who violates His commandments. God is a righteous God and a just God, and everything will balance out in the end, or balance out to even in the end. <laughs> No matter what, what, however long it takes, he doesn't care. God is not in a hurry like man thinks of hurrying. You know, we should all be extremely thankful to God for his immense patience, his long-suffering, for each one of us. I know that I am forever thankful that the Lord is patient with me because I've made so many, many mistakes. I could write a book. <laughs> I mean a big book filled with my mistakes. So, my friend, the reason why things don't appear to work out quickly is that there are people in our lives that say no to God and are lazy in doing what God has asked them to do. This could be a tool for Satan to get into our lives and cause bitterness or rivalry between friends, family, co-workers, or even strangers that cross our path. Well, we can't allow the devil to steal, kill, or destroy our joy in the Lord. We resolve to have faith in God, no matter what the devil throws at us. The devil is a liar and the father of lies. Like it says in John 8:44, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. In John 10.10, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. As believers and Christians, we look to our Savior for our life and the abundance that our Lord provides to His children. We truly have a heavenly home with a loving Father that cares for each one of us. Even you, my dear friend, He cares for you. And if you don't know who I am referring to, the Father God, Jesus Christ, Savior, if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's a simple act of faith. It's a simple act of believing that Jesus Christ is God and just something like what I just said, a simple prayer, a cry from your heart, like a child crying for their mother. And the cry that I had to my God is, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. That was a cry from my heart, and that could be a cry from your heart, my friend. Jesus, if you're real, here I am. If you prayed that prayer, my friend, You are in for a great life. <laughs> you are in for a great life. Because the Bible says everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And you, my friend, if you prayed that prayer from your heart and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved. Your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and heaven now is your home. No longer is hell your destiny. No longer is Satan your father. But now you have the Father, the Creator God, as your heavenly Dear Father, who cares for you deeply, and he'll show you everything about him in his word, the Bible, the Holy Bible. 
So I could encourage you to dig in, and you can start in the book of John. You can start in the verse in the book of John, in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It's a great place to start, my friend. Welcome to the family of God. If you need any help, give me a call, okay? So on the Word of God, constantly tells us, and like in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And I sign the letter, Exceeding Abundance, to you, my dear friend, J.C. At the bottom of my letter, I have two verses. Psalm 23, 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And lastly, Psalm 119.40. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. All right, folks, this is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written Saturday, November 23rd, 2019 at 4.14 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado. This is John Shuck, street preacher, church builder, pastor, missionary, and I can be found at johnshuck.org. That's J-O-H-N-C-H-O-Q-U-E.org. Thank you, my friends. God bless you, and have a great day in Jesus. Bye.